You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sack was the rector of Holyam Cathedral doing solo today, live streaming. No need for a mask because my co-host, Mark Teresi, unable to join this morning. And we have a tremendous program lined up, 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. We're talking about today faith and sports. Faith and Sports, two tremendous guests for the program this morning. With us, hopefully, on the telephone, Chuck Swarski is the radio play-by-play voice of the Chicago Bulls. Chuck's association with Chicago sports dates back to 1979, the year that I was ordained a priest. That's about 100 years ago. With his WCFL AM 1000 talk show, which debuted on August 27th of 1979. Chuck is a current parishioner, very active parishioner, with his wife, Anne at Holy Name Cathedral. Also with us on the phone, Bill Wennington is the radio color commentator for the Chicago Bulls and is the owner of three NBA championship rings from his playing days with the Chicago Bulls. I think that would have been 96, 97, and 98. And Bill is a current parishioner and very active at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Lake Forest. Are you with us, Chuck and Bill? Yes, thank you. Morning, Chuck. How are you? I'm doing well, Father Greg. How are you? Doing very well, and as I told our listeners, you are a very active parishioner, along with Anne at uh, Holy Name Cathedral. You're an outstanding lector, commentator. In fact, always before Mass, we're talking sports about the Bulls or White Sox or Cubs or Bears or Blackhawks, and uh, also you do the same thing with uh, Cardinal Supich when you're talking with him. Do we have Bill on the phone? Bill is not on the phone yet, so Chuck, I'm glad you're able to uh, join us. And uh, now I can't—I don't believe that you go back to 1979. But we, listen, the, if the topic today is faith in sports, and we're going to have a lot of time together on the phone, first of all, tell our listeners your background, your childhood. Are you born and raised Catholic? Because you're a very devout Catholic. So give us your background, Chuck. Well, I was born Catholic. Uh, my mom, very, very Italian. Her parents came over from Italy, um, and uh, I grew up um, Catholic elementary school. My mom was a Catholic school teacher, and um, and we were really raised in Norfolk, Virginia. My father was a, a decorated United States Naval officer, and then we got. Did your dad serve in World War II? Yes, and Korea, and also consulted with Vietnam, but he passed away. Before the war really escalated, he died in 1966. So your dad died uh, at a very young age. Yes, I was in the sixth grade, wow. and um, and so uh, my mom uh, was a school teacher at Norfolk Catholic, and then later at Sacred Heart, and then St. Louise um, before she passed away. 
And so, um, you know, it was it was a great environment. I'm not going to lie to you, Father. Well, of course, I try never to lie, although, you know, we're all flawed. You get to a priest, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. <laughs> Can we edit that out? <laughs> but, um, you know, it was, it was terrific. I mean, my parents were awesome. I was an altar boy. And I'll never forget, I had to learn Latin. We had to take classes after school to be an altar boy. We had to learn Latin. And then once I learned Latin, about three or four months later, you know, the Pope said, guess what? <laughs> it's it's no English. Yes. Well, now, thought, Chuck, I'm 68 years old, and I was an altar boy at Mary State of Wisdom starting in sixth grade. And like you, I learned the Latin, had it for about six months or a year, then it flipped to English. So then we must be about the same age, but I thought you were younger than me. No, no, no. I think I'm actually younger than, uh, you're younger than I am. Uh, but, huh. okay. you know, age is just a it's number, Father. You know, I, I think, I'll tell you what, what is great in sports is because I'm around young people all the time, men and women, you know, because we have, the NBA is very diverse, and they've opened the doors to women, which is awesome, and to minorities, which is great. And, I mean, so when you're around young people um, that are just out of college and literally as a player maybe one year removed from college and they're 19 years young and you're around them, even though in these COVID days we really don't have a chance to connect with any players or any coaching staff or any management because of the distancing. But when you are, are surrounded by a number of young people in their teens, 20s, 30s, even early 40s in this group that we call professional sports, it it makes you, you know, kind of re-energized, and I love it. And uh, so no, I never good. look at my age as a factor in determining how long I want to do this. Uh, as long as I have my health and enthusiasm and passion and I get the sign-off from my wife, it's okay. <laughs> and here's the thing, Chuck. You're right. Age is a number. Now, ironically, growing up with my father as a broadcaster on WGN Radio for many years, so I grew up around radio and television, when I was in grammar school and through my junior high school, I had one goal in life, to be a play-by-play sportscaster like you, either in basketball, football, hockey, uh, you name the sports, soccer, I'll do the play-by-play. And in senior year of my Notre Dame uh, college prep years, I flipped from wanting to be a sportscaster to enter the college seminary, then Niles College Seminary of Loyola, the Mundelein Seminary, with the grace of God, ordained in 79. But now with your background, you know, altar boy, very devout parents, your dad died young, so your mother you know, raises the children, is where did you get this love for your sports to what you're doing today? Well, I'm going to go in reverse a little bit, Father. Do you know that I was very interested when I was a little boy, I wanted to be a priest. And um, and and so I, I remember at the table, um, I would drink grape juice and, and you know, because uh, the symbolic of the Eucharist with the water and the wine and right. and with the host. And so my mom would would uh, make circular toast and then she would give me grape juice. And see, my, my uncle was very involved with the Marianists. He was a brother. 
and he actually oversaw the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and he was the uh, principal of Cardinal Gibbons High School in Baltimore as well. Now, would this be your mother's brother? Yes. And my mother's family um, was so strong, um, Catholics, I mean, very, very, very strong. I mean, we're talking about daily Mass. Now, it's interesting to hear, as a little boy, you want to be the priest. I thought about priesthood in second grade, but really, you know, sports casting was my real love as a child, because I love sports. And here you wanted to be the priest, and we flipped. So today, you know what, Chuck, you could have been today... Father Swirsky and Greg Sack was play by play for the so Chicago Bulls. For the Bulls. Why not? <laughs> oh boy! But you know what? I, I've always loved sports. Uh, I remember, and I you know vaguely because I was like five years old, and I went to a baseball game with my friend, and his parents took me to this game, and it was like an American Legion game. Um, and so this is during the summer, Father. And the only thing I can recall, the uniforms were beautifully, I mean, it was just beautifully. It was white uniforms, red hats, red stockings, red numbers, and the field was plush. It was green with the infield dirt. And I just became mesmerized. And you were about and five years old. I, yes. And I remember exactly where I was sitting behind in the stands in the bleachers of the first base dugout of just uh, you know, beyond it. And I fell in love with it and I couldn't wait. And all of a sudden I started asking my dad and my mom to take me to games and they were not sports fans. My father was really into his hobbies were trains, carpentry, uh, you know, fixing the car, um, really no but sports. Not, but not sports. No interest in sports, none. Uh, but to his credit, before he passed away, he knew how much I loved sports. So he would take me to games. And two days before he passed away, suddenly, out of nowhere, I came home from school. I was in the sixth grade. And he goes, hey, you want to go to the Seattle Angels game tonight? That was the AAA team for the California Angels. And I was stunned because usually it was me and I would just – Dad, Dad, can we go to a game? Can we go to a game? And this time, he flipped the switch. And this was a Wednesday night. I had school on Thursday, so we stayed for about six and a half innings. We got in the car, went back home, and he was gone 36 hours later. And he died two days later. But that was a game, though, which he initiated and said, you know, son, let's go to a game. Yes. At that point, you were living in Washington? Seattle. Yep. Yeah. That is amazing. The thing is, but now your very first game at the age of five, you were taken by an aunt and uncle? I was taken by a friend's parents. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Because it's interesting because my mother and father, my mother knows knew nothing about sports. My dad knew sports a bit, but no interest because he was just interested in radio and television. So like your parents, it didn't come. But, I, but my mother's brother, my Uncle Ted, was a great athlete. He was a diehard Yankee fan, though raised in Chicago, he just loved the um, New York Yankees. So he would take my very first ball game was White Sox, Yankees, Comiskey Park. He, of course, is cheering for the Yankees. 
I'm cheering for the White Sox, and the rest is history. Uh, Michael May, our producer, engineer, is telling me to go to a break. So you're listening to WNDZ 750, Catholic Chicago. Join the conversation, 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. We're speaking with Chuck Swirsky, the play-by-play radio voice of the Chicago Bulls. We'll be back in a minute. And again, do not touch that dial. unsung heroes in a family. Right now, many mothers are also the disproportionate victims of the COVID-19 pandemic. They've experienced higher rates of infection and more job losses. They've had to navigate their children learning remotely while caring for older relatives and struggling to put food on the table. What better way to honor the mothers in our lives, those living and deceased, than with a contribution in your mother's name to Catholic Charities 2021 Mother's Day Appeal? Our mothers were the first to teach us about compassion and community. They were the first to show us what love and caring for someone else is all about. Help us help local moms and children who are struggling this year. Please give generously at catholiccharities.net. Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more, whether it's working from home or watching live stream masses on Sunday mornings. As we begin adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. That's why we at LTP have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God. I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't want to miss this. Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375. 
Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, phone number 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. Our guest this morning, Chuck Swirsky, is the radio play-by-play voice of the Chicago Bulls. And Chuck broke into Chicago sports back in 1979 on WCFL AM 1000 talk show, which debuted on August 27th of 79. So maybe we've talked about your childhood, your deep faith, mother and father, very religious, especially mother. You, you wanted to be a priest. You, you know, said mass with grape juice and, uh, and a round toast made by your mother. <laughs> we, now we move forward your love for sports by going to ball games. How did you break into Chicago sports, Chuck? Well, first and foremost, let me tell your audience, uh, Father Greg, what an indelible mark you are leaving on Holy Name Cathedral. And your staff loves you. Well, thank the, you. you know, everyone loves you uh, that attends our church, whether they're longtime parishioners, whether they're just moved into the area, whether they visit, you know, for a ball game during the summer or come in to do some holiday Christmas shopping. Uh, but we appreciate what you're doing. And I know I can speak for myself and thousands upon thousands of thousands of people, what you and your staff are doing on a daily basis. So thank you. And I would also well, recommend... thank you very much, Chuck. You know, very that, kind words, very I'm, kind of I'm, you. That's all right. Listen, I have no agenda. I just, you know, part of the way I grew up is my mom would always say, Charlie, you're kind of unfiltered. And uh-huh. I never knew what that meant. I think my <laughs> wife does now. But, um, so... Uh, but I, but I think the job you do, and you know the everyone connected with the archdiocese and across the globe, you know, trying to make sure that we all have a personal relationship with Christ uh, is extremely important because all this is is great, and I love calling the play-by-play for the Bulls, but you know it's fleeting. And eternal life to me is what, you know, I strive for and will one day be in the presence of the Lord. So I just want to make that statement. So thank you, you know, Chuck, for what you're doing. You know, thank you for those kind words. I'm very humbled by that. And I totally agree that in this life it is so fleeting, and it's not what we do, but it's who we are to be men and women rooted in the Lord Jesus Christ, to be people of integrity. Integrity means your words and actions fit, because when people look at you and come up for an autograph and say, oh, Mr. Swirsky, can I have your autograph? That's nice, but you're right. It is so fleeting. That's, 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 your play-by-play is your profession, but being a man of faith, that's who you are. Yeah, well, thank you. You know, I, and, I, and we were talking about sports, um, and careers and players and whatnot and being around young people. You know what keeps you humble, Father, is when I put together my charts. For example, tonight the Bulls are on the road. They're playing the Raptors Toronto, in yeah. Tampa. The Raptors relocated from Toronto because of COVID to because of the Canadian rules and guidelines. They had to relocate, and they're playing their games, their home games in Tampa. So I'm going down the list looking at players, and yeah, and all of a sudden I see one of their players, he's been in the league 15 years. Father, it seems like yesterday he was a rookie. And I, I, I paused, I put my card down, and I gazed out the window here, and I thought, 
where is it gone? You've got to be kidding me. He's in his 15th year in the NBA. I can clearly remember talking about him as a rookie with the Houston Rockets. And so that's why life is, it goes like a locomotive. It goes so fast. But in In fact, you think along those lines, Chuck, in fact, let me say this. Some years ago, we had the um, priest, I forgot his name, a wonderful priest who was the uh, chaplain for the Chicago Bears. And he would talk about, as the Bears players are playing the particular game, what people forget, there's a human being under that helmet and that uniform that's separate from what they do for a living on the field. Correct. The same thing in baseball, in basketball, football, hockey, that, you know, a guy's up to bat, a guy shooting a free throw. That's what he's doing for a living. But what about the, the man or the woman outside of that sports arena who struggles, you know, who might be going through a divorce, his mother's dying. And sometimes we forget the, these are human beings like us who get up in the morning and try to make the whole thing connect. Yep. And you know what? I'm glad you, you mentioned this, Father, because... In fact, you could probably do a homily on this and correlate sports to the human element. Absolutely. Because when, 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 see, I've just given you an idea for a homily, a holy name. <laughs> That's right. And I'll, and I'll give Father, you credit. Listen, so, no, no, no. So, so Father, and, and I hope your audience understands this. When we go to a game as fans or we see a game on television, we see jersey numbers and we see players and we think they, we know the, because they're everywhere now on social media, on television, on commercials. So we say, yeah, that's number 32. That's number 14. Ah, He came out of Georgia in 2011. He's an all-pro. And so we all of a sudden, their backgrounds and their history, because we've been following these young people for years, they've enveloped our mindset where we think we know them. We think we know them by the attachment of a jersey number or a team. And yet, and yet, when the the truth of the matter is, they aren't a jersey number. They're a human being. And so we may think we know them, but we really don't. They have struggles just like all of us. You know what? They've got to go to the dentist for a root canal. They may have had a tough morning at home with stress from the kids or with their wives or vice versa. Or maybe their kids are going through an illness. Maybe their kids are going through a tough time in school. Maybe their kids are pushing the envelope a little bit with them. All these things that happen in our lives happen to athletes' lives. And we become immune to it because we think they're just robots and they show up two and a half hours, three hours before a game, and boom, they're playing and that's it. And they go back home and they go back to their mansions and live happily ever after. It doesn't work that way. And just because we may know their name and their number that we know them, not true. Correct. I mean, you couldn't be and more And they may accurate. have all the money in the world. They may have every every known material commodity at their beck and call, whether they have multiple cars, multiple homes. You know, they can tour the world in, you know, in a snap. Well, you know, that's all well and good. But at the end of the day, you know, if they don't have a relationship with Christ or if they're not seeking the Lord's face, what is that? Oh, what does all that mean? And also, know? we know Chuck that the the lifespan of an athlete is relatively short. The average yep. NFL player is roughly four years. 
I don't know what the NBA or baseball would be, but we're not talking into their 40s and 50s and 60s. It's a relatively short career. And now maybe, do you remember that uh, that tremendous story? Um, I, I'm drawing a blank here. The, 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 the former uh, head coach of Chicago Bulls, Phil, Phil Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they had just won their uh, playoff round, I think it was like in 96 or 93, uh, of course, 91, 92, 93, 96, 97, 98, these six championships. But Phil Jackson was bringing his team home from an early round playoff victory, maybe 92 or 93. They're coming into O'Hare late at night uh, or in the, in the evening, and fans were coming up to the Bulls, congratulations, seeking autographs. And Phil Jackson, from the corner of his eye, saw walking down the corridor at O'Hare, by himself, nobody around him, Ted Williams. He recognized Ted Williams. The next day, Jackson told his players, he said, gentlemen, as you were being swarmed last night for a playoff victory to the next round in the NBA championship run, I saw walking down the hall here at O'Hare, Ted Williams all by himself. Might be the greatest hitter that ever played. He said, gentlemen, your career is very short and very fleeting. You're famous today, and you're a nobody tomorrow. And now, now someone like Michael Jordan is an exception and other you know, athletes who are Hall of Fame. But for the most part, they come into the league and leave, and, be, and they're, they're never heard from again. Yeah, that's a great story. And, and the same thing, by the way, I'm going to give you a question uh, that reporters ask players and coaches right after winning the championship, and they actually can't stand it. And I've had players tell me, why would somebody ask that question right after we won the title? you know what that question is? Um, what's going through your mind right now? Uh, close. It's like, so can you do it again next year? <laughs> now, they've just gone through nine or ten months of training of a grind, and it is a grind. And, and let's put the money aside because I know they're handsomely paid, but it is a grind. You just won a championship. You can finally exhale because no one really remembers the, the team that you know, came in second. Everyone remembers a championship. Ball That's club. true. They're going to so remember Baylor just, but not remember Gonzaga. Correct. And, by the way, the Zags had a great run. They and had a I tremendous love run. And, and Scott Drew is terrific as well. So congrats to Baylor. Yes. But, but Father, I mean, you just won a championship, a World Series, a Stanley Cup, an NBA title, you know, the Super Bowl, and with three minutes gone, if it's poof, you're in the locker room, you're on the center stage of the arena field, and someone says, hey, great win, so you're going to come back next year and you're yeah. going to win it again? Can you do it again? More? I mean, come on. Give them a so break. that's how fleeting things are yeah. in sports, you well, know? That's, I that's, mean, a, that's a good example. We're going to go to break here, uh, Chuck. You're listening to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. Join the conversation. Chuck Swarski, the play-by-play voice of the Chicago Bulls. We'll be back after these messages. And again, do not touch that dial.
Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. Catholic Charities Schreiber Center for Human Services is now open in Round Lake. Due to the pandemic, we are limited in the number of in-person programs that we currently can provide. However, a food pantry is open twice a week and a Wednesday night supper is held with to-go meals every week. A wide range of senior services are now offered as well. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call us at 847-546-5733. That's 847-546-5733. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM, 312-255-840. The lights are starting to uh, light up. Father Greg Sackowitz, we're speaking with Chuck Swirsky, the play-by-play voice of the Chicago Bulls. But now joining us, Bill Wennington, Chuck's partner in crime, who's the radio color commentator for the Chicago Bulls. And Bill is the owner of three NBA championship rings from this playing days with the Bulls. Bill is a current parishioner and very active at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Lake Forest. Bill, good morning. Welcome to the program. How are you, Bill? I'm doing well. I apologize for my tardiness here a little bit, but uh, things things uh, couldn't be better right now in in my world. Obviously, uh, everyone's healthy, and as Chuck's probably mentioned, the Bulls are playing really well, so things are good. Those trades have things have really, I think, turned the franchise around. But now they've got to learn to play together and mesh together as a team, and that takes time. And that takes time. We also have uh, Todd Williamson on the line and also Mike Stark. So we're going to hold off with... Uh, 
creating. So, a little, little feedback there. Now, before we get Todd or uh, Mike on the line, you know, Bill, with your own background, first of all, you were at the Bulls, what, 96, 97, 98? Yeah, I was there for the second uh, three-peat, yes. I first came to the Bulls back in 93, though, and left uh, after the lockout year in 99. Okay, now, now, now with your background, because you are a deep man of faith, you were born and raised where? Born and raised in Montreal, Canada. Actually, was uh, my parents are Protestant, so I, I was baptized as a Christian as a child, then moved to Long Island, New York in uh, 1979, went to a Lutheran high school, and that's where my high school coach, Bob Akil, uh started to teaching me a little bit about the Catholic faith and, and being a good Christian. I went on to St. John's University, a Vincentian school, and had to take theology and learned a little bit more about the practice and just uh, more about the church and, and, and religion in general. And I met my wife there, Anne, and uh, she is a Catholic, and uh, wanted to get married on the altar, so uh, I converted to Catholicism. And what and year was that, Bill? That was 1985. In 85. And then, yeah. but your athleticism now, you, Bill, you're how, are you 6'11"? I'm 7 feet tall. So we're, exactly. the, so we're the same height? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, mine is like a, a foot and two inches. <laughs> and <then> maybe <laughs> we would be equal. And, it, uh, and I'm sure when you were a little boy, and well, probably you were never little. Being a seven footer, you were <laughs> a, a big, a big kid. Were you playing basketball from fourth grade on? You know what? No, I did not. In Canada, basketball was not a big sport, so I did not actually play basketball till I was twelve. And I had rarely bounced a basketball or even a ball bounced it much before that. I played. I had played baseball, football, soccer. I swam on a swim team. Uh, but basketball really was not anything that we did up in Canada until I couldn't get skates anymore when I was 12 years old. I had a size 14 foot, and my skates were a, a 12 and a half, 13, and I just <laughs> couldn't fit into them anymore. So it looked like hockey was out, and I had a chance meeting with a gentleman, that Doug Alexander, who uh, worked and covered the local YMCA league in Montreal. And it wasn't very big. I hadn't even heard of it. Uh, but I started playing at that point, and I was, you know, I was I was only twelve, and I was only six foot two, so I, I wasn't sure how good I was going to be. So you were tw- at, at the age of twelve, you were six foot two. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing. And that uh, now I do I'll, before we lose Chuck in a few minutes here. Chuck, are you still there, Chuck? Yes, Father. I, you know what? I've got about two minutes, and then I'm going to run here. Now, before but, you be, but Bill, go ahead, Chuck. But Bill always carries the show. So you're in very good hands. Well, the thing is, you guys do a tremendous job. I'm a diehard Chicago Bulls fan going back to the first year, 66, 67, when I was 13 years old. So I've been a fanatic Bulls fan for years. And the both of you do so well together. But now, Chuck, you made the comment. I want you maybe ask Bill a question. When you talk about that there is an individual inside the number, say more about that, Chuck. Well, I mean, the the illustration uh, I made with Father Bill is that, you know, for example, when you played for the Bulls or you were number one pick by Dallas or even the, you know, the great run you had at St. John's, people may know 
they may think they know who you are by your jersey number or by what you know they see on television, the commercial you did with McDonald's or whatever. But the truth of the matter is, John Doe fan or Jane Doe fan, they really don't know athletes and the struggles they go through, not only dealing with the stress and the pressure of always having to perform at a high level professionally, but the fact they're human beings. And they, you know what? They've got issues just like all of us. And, you know, we just kind of assume that just because somebody's a pro athlete or somebody's a doctor or somebody's a priest or somebody is in a level, a high level of notoriety, that they don't go through the same anguish that a lot of people do. And, um, you know, that, so that, that was one of the points I was making with Father Greg. And see, on that note, I'm going to ask Chuck Swirsky, who has to leave, uh, but I'm going to have Bill pick up on Chuck's comment. Chuck, want to thank you very much for joining us here on Catholic Chicago. Chuck Swirsky, the play-by-play voice of the Chicago Bulls. I know, Chuck, you have to run. Bring home a Bulls victory tonight against the Raptors. And, Chuck, I will see you with Ann at the Cathedral either daily or this weekend. Father, thank you. You're with a good man. Bill is an awesome, awesome person, as is Ann and their son, Robbie. So, um, I appreciate it, and I'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna be like a, a Thomas Sadoransky or a Zach Levine <laughs> or a Kobe White, and I'm gonna drop a dime, and I'm gonna give an assist to Bill, and he'll take over from here. Love that. But That's terrific. Take care. Thank God you. bless. Bye bye, Chuck. Bye-bye. So now, Bill, what uh, Chuck just what said that we're gonna bring then Mike Stark on the program and uh, Todd Williamson in a moment. We're, I guess we're not. We're gonna just go with Bill here. Is uh, comment on what Chuck said. Well, Father, he, he, he's absolutely right. And, and sometimes, though, the pressure is, is actually twofold because there are so many people that see us uh, night in and night out. And if you have a bad game, I'm sure, uh, especially in today's climate where gambling is, is so much more prevalent, uh, there's going to be more people upset and, and get mad. But no one feels worse than the athlete uh, when you miss a shot or you have a bad game and the team loses. Everyone sees it. And you go home, you don't feel good. Uh, it's really hard uh, in, in sports not to take your work home with you because it's so prevalent in your life. But then there are so many, as Chuck said, there are so many other issues that we have just as humans with our families. Uh, our kids could be sick. Our, our wife uh, might be up, uh, upset or sick or a family member. And we still have to deal with that. But we don't have, uh, it's not a normal job where you can just call in and, and take a a personal day and say, oh, I'm sick today. I can't come into work. Uh, you have to show up every day. They're expecting you. They're paying you a lot of money uh, to go out and perform every day. And if you're sick or you have a twist your ankle, they have doctors and trainers there to take care of you. So they're fully expecting you to show up and be ready every single day. But as Chuck said, as a human, that's hard to do mm-hmm. because life does get in the way. And you have to really find that inner strength uh, somehow, and uh, be able to push yourself through it or compete through it. or See, and I find, Bill, in that, that is that uh, here you are, Bill Wennington. We know you as, in those years with the Bulls, center of the Chicago Bulls. But again, the man behind the jersey, who from home, but also now connected with your faith, because here you were raised by Protestant parents, you became Catholic later in life before you got married to Anne. And and also then, you know, when you have a bad game, now it always strikes me as, you know, I've said it many 
baseball, football, basketball games. Sometimes I'm lucky enough to get close to the field in a particular sport. And fans can be brutal on players. Hey, bum, you know, the, the name calling is, is unbelievable. It's hard not to hear that or the boos. You know, a guy strikes out, guy misses a free throw, and a player is booed. Um, Bill, it's hard not to hear that. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. And it's it's frustrating, and no one wants to hear that. You you don't want to hear that. You you everyone. I think deep down, everyone wants to be liked. Mm-hmm. And it when you go out there and there's fans and they're yelling at you. It 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 is frustrating, but they you have to try and block that out and. One of the things that I've learned, especially uh, since I became a Catholic, is, is that I am not alone. I could be alone in a room, but I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know God and the Holy Spirit are with me, and if if you really, if I listen, if I'm quiet, and, and meditation is, is the word I'm going to use, but it's not really that, it's just listening, you can feel it and, he, and, and hear it, and how many times have we been walking down the street and something makes us go left instead of right? And if you're listening, you hear those more often than not, and they kind of do guide you through things. But when I'm having a really tough time, I know that I'm not alone, and I'll sit down and I'll ask for help. I'll ask Bill, for let me ask you this question. What role does faith play in your life? It, it's really a, a guiding compass for me because mm-hmm. it gives me a path to follow and, and helps me when I am struggling to, to help find my way to get through difficult times, no matter what those times are. And it's, it just takes a little bit of prayer. I go, go to church on Sundays and during COVID, my wife and I will sit down and uh, have mass at our kitchen table online and uh, the messages are always, it's so funny, you know, when you, when you listen to Mass and you go, a lot of times there'll be a message and it sounds like it's just for you because you may be struggling with something and um, the prodigal son will come on or mm-hmm. uh, something about sacrificing and it just helps you through some difficult times. So it's, it's there for me and I use it as, I hate to say as a crutch, but to help prop me up and, and get me through some difficult times. And then when times are good, I'm able to be very thankful and, and, and joyful to God for providing me with the life that I have and helping me to get where I'm going. You know, two things that you've said that um, triggered this thought. A prayer that I pray about 10 times every day in my heart. When I wake up in the morning, I go to bed. I forgot the name of the saint who said it. But the prayer goes like this, Lord Jesus, may I trust in you completely, then I know you're with me, then I shall not fear, and you, Lord, will do the rest. Lord Jesus, may I trust in you completely, then I know you're with me, then I shall not fear, and you, Lord Jesus, will do the rest. That's number one. Secondly, I love this definition of coincidence. You're talking something about um, you know God working in your life. A coincidence... When someone says, oh, what a coincidence about this or what a coincidence about that. A coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. And I really like that definition of coincidence. We're going to go to a break here on Catholic Chicago, WNDZ 750. Phone number 312-255-8408. 312-255-8408. Our guest this last half hour. 
Bill Wennington, the radio color commentator of the Chicago Bulls, be with us after these messages. And again, do not touch that dial. often the unsung heroes in a family. Right now, many mothers are also the disproportionate victims of the COVID-19 pandemic. They've experienced higher rates of infection and more job losses. They've had to navigate their children learning remotely while caring for older relatives and struggling to put food on the table. What better way to honor the mothers in our lives, those living and deceased, than with a contribution in your mother's name to Catholic Charities 2021 Mother's Day Appeal? Our mothers were the first to teach us about compassion and community. They were the first to show us what love and caring for someone else is all about. Help us help local moms and children who are struggling this year. Please give generously at catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our more responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands and watching your distance. Thank you and God bless you all. Welcome back to Cal Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., 312-255-8408. The time is exactly 8.47 on this rainy Thursday morning in Chicago. The White Sox open up today at the Guaranteed Rate Park and the field, and hopefully they can beat Kansas City, and the Cubs, I think, are on the road. I think they're playing Pittsburgh. I'm not sure about that. And again, 312-255-8408. Our guest is Bill Wennington, the last half hour, who's the radio color commentator for the Chicago Bulls and the owner of three NBA championship rings from his playing days with the Bulls, 96, 97, 98, with the three rings. And we got a caller in here, but the caller who is very well known in his own program here, Todd Williamson, the director of the Office for Divine Worship here in Chicago. Todd, are you with us there? I am, Father Greg. How are you? Good. I didn't realize you're such a big sports fan. Uh, yes, and uh, you're correct. The Cubs are playing Pittsburgh the, uh, today. 
Pittsburgh today. Yep. The Pirates. And, uh, <laughs> now, Todd, you know, we have with us Bill Weddington. I think we could we could spend an hour with Bill. Do you have a question for Bill? I do, Mr. Weddington. It's really good to talk to you and and to listen to you. And Father Greg asked you a question uh, about your own faith, but I've always I'm always moved when you see faith um, exhibited by the players. Um, and sometimes there's the real obvious things, a sign of a cross before the free throw or b- before before coming up to bat. Those are obvious. But can I ask you, where have you seen faith exhibited, without you, without using names, by players on the court? Um, you, you see it on the court, just guys being kind to each other and helping guys through tough times. Uh, you, you the arm around the back and guys will go and kind of console and encourage you. It's all right. And you see it from the most unusual players and players that you wouldn't expect that, that maybe they don't even know exactly what they're doing uh, at the time. But it's, I like to say it's the Holy spirit kind of taking over and helping this situation. And again, the people that don't believe may say it's a coincidence, like Father says, or, oh, it, it just, I just decided to do that. But I really do believe in the Holy Spirit and that there is a, a guiding power trying to help us through our times and tribulations. Um, and it just, in the locker room, you see it a lot. Many guys pray in a locker room quietly in solace with themselves. Uh, a lot, when I was with the Bulls, we, on Sundays, we'd do the Lord's Prayer. Uh, yeah. Every Sunday before practice or and and or games, if we're playing on Sundays, and it it just really comes in with athletes everywhere. And it it started in high school for me in high school at a Lutheran school with prayers before games, uh, where in, in, at Lutheran ministers would come in, and then a St. John's priest would come in and pray with us, and just to get us through the game and for us all to be healthy at the beginning through the game and at the end of the game. So there, there's so many ways that it comes into play with athletes all the time. Now, Bill, I have to ask you this question, and that is uh, from what Todd asked. It made me think of this. When you're making your runs, 96, 97, 98, for the three championships, and people, you know, Chicago Bulls this, and Michael Jordan that, and Scottie Pippen and Bill Weddington and the whole, the whole thing, but people sometimes forget that in winning those championships, the hard work involved that you take that sixth ring, 97-98, that year the team struggled in many ways because it's hard to keep repeating because people are coming after you. So the question I have is, when a team is winning, things seem to be going well, but how does your faith sustain you when you're part of a team, which is your livelihood, and you're, and you're losing? But it, I wasn't afraid to ask for help and for strength from, from outside. And, and I was struggling a little bit. I wasn't playing as much, and I wanted to play more. Uh, I had been injured the year before, and I, I, that was a really difficult time. Uh, 97, I missed the playoffs because I had plantar fasciitis. I tore uh, my right foot, and I, I missed the, the last month of the season in the playoffs because of it. And it's that's very difficult, and then the next year we're coming back, and Scotty Pippins misses some time; he's injured, and I personally was just asking for strength, uh, almost daily, 
to to help me and my team get through it and for us to find ourselves again because I know what we had and what we can do. And there are just so many distractions that come in. You have to try and filter out the distractions, but you need uh, that strength. And and I'm going to be honest with you, just uh, sitting down and, and praying and asking for help and kind of even in my mind realizing the problems that we have that I have to deal with and I'm fighting through uh, help me to find my way. That would be so difficult with that fifth ring a month. I remember this now. A month before the season ended, you had the plantar fasciitis, so it knocked you out the last month, the entire playoff run. You're on the sidelines in a suit coat. Yes. and it That was, had to be the hardest thing not to get uh, into the game. It, it was absolutely one of the most difficult things I had to do, and I was really feeling not part of the team. Uh, like what I, I I had been there and I, I know what it's like to practice and be part of the team, but when you're sitting on the sidelines, you kind of feel left out. And here's a moment. I had spent a little time. Uh, we were getting ready to go to the finals, and I was still getting therapy. I was doing treatment. I couldn't put a lot of weight on my foot. I could walk, but I couldn't put weight, so I'm still doing treatments at the Berto Center where the Bulls practice. And I was struggling, and I was asking for help. And lo and behold, it was funny. The next day in practice, I'm in the the team is practicing, and I'm in the swimming pool doing my my workout. And Michael comes in, Michael Jordan, and starts talking to me. And he says, "How you doing?" I said, eh, "Not good. You know, this is tough." And he goes, "Don't worry." He said, "You know, you're part of this team. You helped us get here. We wouldn't be here without you." Mm. And, and we need you. And, and he okay. said, I know it's difficult. And, you know, you're part of this team. So we need you here and we wouldn't be here without you. And we appreciate what you've done. So, so hang in there. We're going to get through this. Great things are going to happen. It was, isn't that exactly what you said earlier in the show, Mr. Wennington, about being, being Christian means never being alone? Correct. Absolutely. And, and, and it wasn't. And it was. I didn't put two and two together at the t- right away at the time. I said, wow, that was great that Michael came in. And then I'm thinking, well, why did he come in at that moment? Mm-hmm. And I had been asking for help the day before. And it's just funny when you, when you sit down and you think about it, why things happen, what, what have you done, and why is this happening to you, and have you asked for help, did you get help? Uh, and it did. And when you really think about it, you, you understand and know that there's a guiding force in your life that, that is trying to help you get through the tough times. So Michael Jordan came in out of nowhere, made that comment to you, and that so lifted your spirits that you were on a cloud because you thought, I'm, I'm injured, I missed the last month, the playoff run, I'm on the bench in a suit, coat, and tie, do I feel part of the team? And so again, it's that, you know, you could say, oh, Michael Jordan saying that to you, what a coincidence. But again, a coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Because you had just asked the day before, Lord, I need strength, I need help. And so by him saying that, I- I'm guessing, Bill, it so rejuvenated your spirit, you could have jumped right out of that pool. Absolutely, and it did. It picked me up, and I remember going home after practice and, and telling my wife, Anne, and she was like, oh my God, Bill, and she's the one that made me realize it. She was, that's God helping you through. Mm-hmm. It's getting you through this because it was it was father. It was a difficult time. It's really hard when you're, you know, 
getting ready, and I had already won a championship the year before, so I knew what was coming. And But it's really hard to miss out on that, knowing that you were there every step of the way, except now in seemingly the most important times. But it was, it was the lift that I needed, the boost that I needed to get me through to make me really feel part of the team and to understand that, yes, I did have a large part in doing that and that I wasn't alone and that I'm always going to have some help and guidance if I ask. It's interesting, Bill, you say that about Michael Jordan lifting your spirits. I can think in terms of my 42 years of priesthood, even times in which I've been down, and someone makes a comment that so lifts my spirits, and I say, thank you, Lord. It just was like a shot in the arm. And Todd, in the work you do at the Office of Divine Worship, I'm sure you've had those moments when someone says to you something that really out of nowhere lifts your spirits, and you say, thank you, Lord. Oh my gosh, that's that. That's what I call um, uh, that stirs up Christian hope. I mean, one one of the hallmarks of Christianity, right, is is hope. You hope to hang on to hope, and even Mr. Wellington, your comment uh, in experience in the pool that, that that stirred hope. That's who we are. Yeah, and the thing is, that, uh, but now, let me ask you this question, Bill: When you retired from the NBA, was that a hard moment to ask? What about life after basketball? It's very hard, and everyone out there that's had any kind of change in their life where something happens, whether you, uh, in my my case in point, I couldn't play basketball at the level that was required anymore, so I had to change, but you have to change jobs, uh, you have to move cities. Change is difficult, it's scary, and you, it's the unknown. We're not sure what's going to happen, but uh, I had understood what I needed to do, and I really did worked hard to network to get into the broadcast world. That was my degree at St. John's University. And I asked for help actually way before I retired and was asking, like, I I need to plan my life because I can't play basketball forever. What am I going to do? And as an athlete, there's, we have some options depending on what your education is. I need to cut this off. We have to bring the program to a close. And by the way, you do a great job as a radio color commentator of the Bulls, want to thank in a very special way oh. Bill Wennington, who's been with us the last half hour, the, the radio color commentator for the Bulls, owner of three NBA championship rings. Also want to thank Todd Williamson, who's joined us the last 20 minutes. So, Bill, God bless you. Go Bulls. Want to thank in a very special way Michael May and Brian Hockey, Hitman Brock, producers and engineers. Thank you for our listeners for joining us. Go White Sox, your home opener, and go Cubs, and go Bulls. God bless. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media. Listening to Catholic Chicago Week in Review on Relevant Radio 950 AM and 930 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you conversation about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago Week in Review.